Black Virginia News Podcast 26 is an interview with state senator and former mayor of Hampton, Virginia, Mamie Locke. Because of Democrats, you can vote early. It is because of Democrats that you can register on the same day and vote. It is because of Democrats that you have drop boxes. Take us to the next level. I need your early vote this year. We can't go into our elections down thousands of votes. You can secure your vote before election day. You know, and my friend Glenn has decided that he got religion today and is in support of early voting. Although this past legislative session, they had 21 bills in opposition to early voting. Don't be fooled by this foolishness. Mamie Locke serves as the Democratic caucus chair on the Virginia State Senate, and she's looking right into the face of being the majority leader of the Virginia State Senate. And, of course, that will be decided by whether or not the majority is kept by the Democrats on November 7th. Black Virginia News is sponsored by Virginia Nation Tees. Visit VirginianationTees at Etsy.com. It'll also be decided by her colleagues in the Virginia Senate. Because if they flip the Senate and maintain control of the House, you would no longer have early voting. This is Black Virginia News Podcast number 26, an interview with State Senator Mamie Locke. You are listening to the podcast for Black Virginia News, the first and only platform that covers all of Black Virginia. stand by and watch this administration erase. This episode was recorded on November 2nd, 2023. My first question to Senator Locke was, what was she hearing at the doors? What was she hearing uh, as the primary issue in this 2023 cycle? Is she just hearing about abortion or other issues? If you talk about uh, a woman's right to make her own personal health care choices, so abortion is out there as an issue, uh, but so is education. Uh, people talk about what they talk about at their kitchen table, you know, so they talk about education. Uh, they talk about uh, gun violence. They want to talk to their elected officials about what matters to them. Uh, they talk about, you know, jobs and being able to find and keep employment. Um, they talk about the high cost of things, whether it's food or gas. Um, so, you know, it's basically whatever they get into a conversation with you about out there on the doors or wherever they uh, engage with you um, is the conversation. So um, so they're talking about a variety of issues, but the primary issues are about abortion and health care um, and a woman's right to choose. Uh, education is a top one uh, and gun violence is a top one. What do the turnout numbers look like? Obviously, you represent working class 
folks in Hampton and people, as you know, are busy. And of course, in Virginia, we have elections every year, which is just an unusual thing that I think most uh, places don't have to deal with. So how's the turnout going? Um, it's, it's, it's been slow, but it's, um, but uh, on uh, Souls to the Poll, the numbers were down from the last time that we had Souls to the Polls. But uh, that year, it was, um, it's been going down, but the high number that we had was because uh, it was a governor's race. Um, so we had a significantly high number on a, a Sunday um, souls to the poll. And then the following year, the numbers went down because we didn't have um, a federal election. We didn't have uh, a governor on the ballot. So the numbers went down a little bit. But uh, in Hampton uh, and Newport News, uh, which I represent, uh, the numbers have been steady, uh, particularly with getting uh, the ballots in, uh, early voting in. Uh, so I think that um, it, in any off-year off election, which this is, the only folks we have on the ballot are uh, all 140 members of the General Assembly. And, uh, and I think there's a special election uh, for a school board uh, member over in Newport News. So we aren't talking about um, an election that kind of wows people. So we have to uh, beat the bushes for folks to understand that this too is very, very important to them um, and kind of do some ballot chasing uh, to get folks to um, get those ballots in. We worked very hard for you to get this early voting. Uh, so make sure that you take advantage of it. Um, and so, but it's steady, but slow. Um, and, but it isn't disappointing to see how uh, the ballots are, are coming in. Yes. And yeah, obviously it's an off, off year. So it's that special challenge every time there's an off, off year. Right. Um, you know, uh, as you know, there's going to be a historic number of black elected officials serving in the Virginia General Assembly in 2025. Uh, no matter what happens, that's going to be true. And and the Senate is going yes. to be particularly interesting. Um, what do you feel about that? I mean, you have been serving there for a while and you see the turnover. We saw the, you know, some surprises at the June primary. And also, I think we see a shift in power from... Uh, from Nova, which has gotten a ton of attention in Virginia politics, really forever, and and now you see a shift coming to your area, uh, Hampton Roads. And what do you think about that? Uh, I think we are um, kind of misrepresenting uh, that shift. Um, it is more or less a shift in leadership. Um, more than a shift in power necessarily um because in terms of population uh after this last census the population actually did shift to northern virginia um so there will be a greater representation coming out of northern virginia uh than necessarily hampton roads um and uh population did shift to central virginia um and so um we will see um, some uh, representation coming out of those areas uh, as opposed to uh, Hampton Roads. So, but when we talk about power and leadership, uh, that there is 
a shift to Hampton Roads. Um, and that is owing to, when we talk about the Senate, uh, seniority. And uh, because the Senate deals quite significantly uh, with seniority and seniority matters. Uh, although there are some who are going to tell you when it comes to leadership, seniority shouldn't have a role, um, but it does. And um, it, in terms of who is kind of next in line uh, to hold certain positions, uh, seniority does play a significant role in who takes on certain leadership uh, responsibilities. Subscribe to Black Virginia News at blackvirginianews.substack.com. So, um, but when you look at the committee structure um, in the Senate of Virginia, uh, seniority has a significant role. So those who are in Northern Virginia uh, are going to ha uh, have um, a, a place on some key uh, committees um, owing to their seniority um, and um, and therefore their placement on some very important and significant committees. That doesn't change. Um, and uh, there will be some new folks coming in from Hampton Roads in Central Virginia who are not going to necessarily get those so-called plum assignments. So um, we have to delineate between, um, you know, power and leadership uh, based upon the geographic uh, distinction between Hampton Roads and Northern Virginia. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting, <laughs> it's a good point that you make. It, it is certainly true that they have the population in Nova. Uh, the dance in the Democratic Party becomes the fact that they need black voters to be enthusiastically out there to win statewide elections, you know, in particular. And of course, the, the number one and number two voting blocks for the black, for the uh, Democratic Party are black women and black men. So it is some interesting points that you make there. Hell, I'm going to decide, though, that between you and Louise Lucas and Don Scott and Bobby Scott and then the mayors, you know, Kenny Alexander right. and Donnie and Phil Jones. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. The level of power there. So talk about your record fundraising. I mean, to me, what you have done and what Leader Scott has done has, I think, put into the grave forever this idea that black elected officials and candidates can't raise money. The money just keeps going higher. I can remember, you know, so many people saying, oh, we can't have so-and-so running because they can't raise money. And that, that is just over. What do you think about that? Uh, it's interesting that you, uh, Ask that question, Lauren, because when I threw my hat in the ring for caucus chair uh, back a few years ago, one of the first things that someone said was, uh, I don't know why she's running because she can't raise money. It's a different, you know, situation uh, when you are in a race um, in safe seats, because the first thing that people will say is, well, I'm going to give my money to so-and-so over there because they're in a competitive race and you're in a safe seat. So, uh, it, and it's really hard for people to raise money when they're in a so-called safe seat. Um, and one of the things that I had to point out to people is when you're in a leadership role, it becomes easier to raise money because you're a leader. You know, and that becomes the reason why folks are giving you money. 
uh, is because of that title of caucus chair, minority leader, majority leader, and so forth. Uh, and when you a- attain that title, a certain um, folks start to give you resources because of that. So that's number one. And also, uh, when I became the caucus chair, one of the things I started to do was to go on VPAP and to see what kind of funds were being given to other leaders. You know, what's being given to my Republican counterparts, what's being given to, to even to my dem- Democratic counterparts. You know, what are, um, you know, lobbyists and others given to other folks? You know, if I'm a, a, a leader, you know, then why aren't you giving me what you're giving so-and-so? And, you know, you have to demand the respect of a leader. Talk about uh, something that kind of shows itself usually on social media, so you never know how scientific these things are. But there's always this thing in the black community, understandably given the history, of there being a sort of push. You know, why should we be voting uh, when we're not getting any tangible results back from our government? And then, of course, in this moment that we're talking, uh, you know, Congress is about to allocate billions of dollars overseas. However good those causes may or may not be, I mean, we do see a lot of issues in this country that never seem to be completely dealt with, homelessness and poverty uh, being two, and healthcare, et cetera. So what do you say about black voter apathy and what, what is the message out there uh, to the blue collar folks in Newport News and Hampton, of course, working at the shipyard and then the blue collar jobs that are out there. What do you say to that voter that might be apathetic? I think that our major problem has been as Democrats that we are lousy, lousy, lousy at messaging. Um, you know, and we can do some very good things uh, when we uh, pull ourselves together to get good public policy done, but we are not very good at letting folks know what that good public policy is and what we have done uh, for our communities. Um, and, and we are also very lousy um, at letting uh, individuals know, particularly African-American voters, um, why telling them why they need to vote for us and to support us um and and it's it's not all democrats uh but it's a significant chunk of us out there who simply automatically assume that black folks are going to vote for us simply because the alternative is so bad yeah the alternative is bad but black folks are going to stay at home you know, if they feel that their vote is being taken for granted. And unfortunately, Democrats have yet to learn that lesson of taking black voters for granted. You know, uh, yeah, they're not going to go out there and vote for that bad alternative, but they will stay home. And that horrible alternative, 
i.e. 2016, i.e. 2021, is going to be the ones who are going to end up in office. You know, simply because we ignore them, uh, us as voters, and simply make the assumption uh, that, you know, black folks are going to go out there and vote for a D. Simply because we are lousy at telling black people, this is what we have done. You know, it is because of black people. I mean, because of Democrats that Virginia moved from being the 49th worst state for voting to the 11th easiest state for voting. You know, that you have, uh, you know, 45 days of early voting. You know, that you can register and vote on the same day. It is because of Democrats you know, that, you know, teachers have gotten a 12% raise, you know, uh, over the course of the last two years. You know, it is because of Democrats that we try, that we have stopped book banning, you know, in the state. It is because of Democrats, you know, that, you know, we have passed some sensible gun laws in this state. Follow Black Virginia News on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Black Virginia News and on TikTok and Twitter at Black Virginia News. Send comments and tips to News at gmail.com. You know, have, has it been perfect? Absolutely not. But the only way we can try to work our way toward perfection is if you continue to put Democrats in office because if you put the other folks in office, it can only get worse for you. We got two more days. Two more days until we hold the House and flip the Senate. Hold the House and flip the Senate. We got work to do. Listen. We got work to do. That's what are your specific concerns done. about it? We can do well, I don't have any specific so concerns excited. other than under my Executive Order 1, I want to make sure that there aren't inherently divisive concepts that are used in the teaching of this AP course. We are working toward trying to eliminate food deserts in our communities. We are working toward getting better health care. It is because of Democrats that Medicaid expansion happened in Virginia. You know, uh, so we have to learn how to message better to our voters and to our communities to help them understand what it is that we have done uh, to make their lives better. We just don't do a good job of it. Finally, I asked senator Locke, uh what she thought yvonne miller the late yvonne miller who served as the first black woman in the virginia house of delegates and the virginia senate uh she was elected to the senate in 1988 what she might have thought about the situation that african americans find themselves politically now in virginia uh, with so many people serving, a record number of African Americans serving. You know, leaders of the Senate, a black, possibly a black speaker, you know. <laughs> what would she think of this, do you think? I mean, it's amazing to think about. I mean, she was such a quiet, effective, uh, powerful woman um, who just went about her business and she did it so well. Um, and I know that she would, um, this would be a happy happy occasion for her a happy day for her um and so i think that she would be overjoyed to know that everything that she worked for uh when she was first elected to the house back in um the 1980s uh and ultimately to the senate um that this wasn't something that she could 
could have predicted would ever come. But it was something that she worked toward uh, happening um, in her, you know, that she wanted to see happen. Um, and I know that she would be uh, basically jumping for joy. In, in the Senate, um, where we have been, uh, where seniority comes as a consequence of basically longevity, you know, um, you know, continually winning elections and moving up in seniority um, gets you to the point where you can take on significant leadership roles. Um, Delegate Scott, uh, working as hard as he has been uh, to raise significant amounts of money um, and to, be, you know, becoming the minority leader and uh, on the precipice of becoming uh, the Speaker of the House. Um, and uh, so I think that uh, this would be a great honor to her. And that's it. Uh, Senator Mamie Locke, the caucus chair for the Democrats in the Virginia Senate. Uh, this podcast is dropping on Election Day. So everybody go vote if you haven't already. And we'll see you real soon. This is Lauren Burke. This is episode 26 of the Black Virginia News Podcast. Virginia News on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Black Virginia News and on TikTok and Twitter at Black Virginia News. Send comments and tips to News at gmail.com. Subscribe to Black Virginia News at blackvirginianews.substack.com.